Okay, hello. Welcome to episode 314 of Sack King's Therapy. Uh, we're coming to you not after the Clippers game, like right at the end where it looks like the Clippers are going to win this one. Uh, the Kings just didn't have it this game. But uh, yeah, so the the Kings presumably lose to the Clippers, uh, barring a miracle. So we're just going to record early because I'm tired of watching this game. It's been an ugly one. Uh, Fong is with me. He has also suffered uh, through this game with me. Yeah. Hello. So uh, it started out a pretty ugly game where um, both teams couldn't really hit anything. It, a part of it was like Kings were playing good defense. Clippers were also playing some pretty good defense. But then the second quarter hit and the Clippers go zone. And the Kings could not figure it out and just th- and it was a it was a problem throughout the game that you saw where the kings just don't have that ball handler to really be able to punish the zone and they uh, they just don't have enough ball handlers in general and also with Kata getting getting injured like they don't have a center they can throw the ball to like in kind of the mid post there in the free throw line area so it was just it was just ugly. The Kings just could not get anything against the zone. Yeah, and by the way, I don't remember if you mentioned it, but Kata did get injured. Yeah. Uh, I, I believe you said, uh, was it he rolled his ankle? Uh so it says right foot soreness is the injury, so something oh. like that. Okay, then. But yeah, like when he was walking to the bench, he seemed pretty uh, hobbly, and uh, you could tell that his jersey was like all tattered up. Like you could see his uh, number eight being kind of ripped off from his back. Yeah, like they talk about summer league. Like there are guys that you know they're they're trying to play for a contract and will you know try just do everything by all means necessary to show that they belong in the NBA. And sometimes they can resort to kind of things like jersey pulling, which is pretty common in the NBA. But you know, it, it's something that just happens. Oh yeah. Um. So the Kings, the reason why the Kings lost is they scored nine points in the second quarter. They they did not score a single point until the five until the four fifty seven mark of the of the second quarter. Like they basically went a half quarter without scoring a point, and they only ended up scoring nine points that entire quarter. Meanwhile, the Clippers scored twenty seven, and again and again as as we mentioned, Kada exited with an injury, uh, right foot soreness, and so they already somewhat you know, zone challenge Kings lose another option to break the zone. And, you know, meanwhile, meanwhile, the Kings couldn't score. The Clippers started to get a little bit more comfortable. And they they also, like, hit some pretty ridiculous shots. They loved that left corner of this game. It just felt like they hit every single shot from the left corner, whether contested or not. And, yeah, it just wasn't the Kings' night when it come, came to their shooting. They, they couldn't hit anything. Yeah, pretty much. And surprisingly, we... Uh, the Kings, I mean, uh, actually hit more threes, two more threes than the Clippers, uh, uh, R11 to their nine. But, you know, of course, their efficiency was a lot better than ours. And yeah, I mentioned that second quarter kind of deteriorated that uh, efficiency. At one point, I think you said it was like 25, 25, 80% from free throw. Yeah. So, yeah, not the greatest first half. Uh, second half, I mean, kind of got going but that Clippers defense was kind of screwing around with us really yeah like again they played zone the Kings don't have the ball handlers really to hand to like be able to you know dribble in the zone 
And like, especially when they collapse, once they collapse, like it just it just looks silly. Some of the stuff they were doing to the Kings, like they couldn't handle the ball and just they would bobble the ball and just like give it to the other team. They could not handle that pressure. And then like on the on the other side, like the Clippers start to feel themselves a little bit. Uh, you know, there were stretches where every time it felt like it, either the Clippers scored on a on a tough shot or they would they would draw a foul. And it's just. It, it, it was tough for the Kings because they couldn't score on the other end, but they also couldn't get stops, even though I thought they were, were playing pretty good defense for quite a few possessions. Yeah, and I don't know if you looked at the box score yet, but my God, there's so many uh, guys in our team that only hit one bucket <laughs> each. Uh, the only two guys uh, on the, whatchamacallit, or maybe three guys uh, that actually score more than, geez, five points is uh, Kobe Jones, Jordan, no, excuse me, not Jordan Ford, Keon Ellis and uh, Kessler Edwards, which is, yeah, not, just not the day for um, the summer league team. Yeah, Jordan Ford had his first, like, really rough game. His ball handling was a little off, too. Like, he got, he even he got stripped and, like, lost the ball a few times. And he's basically their best ball handler at this point. Like, Kobe isn't really there in terms of a ball handler. So, he was, like, legit their only point guard. And he, and he like, was bothered by the pressure. So, that's got to just, that was, like, the, you know, where it all started. Like, their best ball handler, their primary initiator, playmaker, couldn't like that he couldn't handle the pressure and it kind of deteriorated it's or it spread to the rest of the team and yeah it, it, it was a tough game but a bright spot Kobe Jones I thought was really good this game like he showed off his touch he showed off and he showed off particularly like really good rebounding and then just you know he's really gonna he's been great on defense I thought this entire like you know since the California classic like doesn't matter if he's playing well on offense he's always gonna bring it on defense yeah, and I would also like to say about uh, him driving to the paint at times. I mean, it seemed like he has a pretty good touch when it comes to around the rim. Um, just, you know, didn't get that many opportunities to do so. But, you know, it is what it is. Yeah, like he, he has a really nice floater game. Like, and he was like one of the only ones that almost scored consistently. And he also like, he's been hitting threes. Like it's, not, he's not a straight knockdown shooter per se, but like he'll hit some. And yeah, like just, he's really intriguing. I, I don't know if he's going to end up being a rotation player for the Kings, but like right now, he's really the only guy that's truly, I, I would say, impressed me. Like Kessler Edwards, like has been okay, but like as as a guy who you know plays who played some rotation minutes last year, like it's a bit disappointing. But at the same time, he's not a ball handler, so I don't I don't know how he can excel in this environment. But Kobe's taking he he's taking every chance he has, and he's 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 been good or he's been really good. It's not he's not been bad. Yeah, so far I don't have anything negative to say with Kobe. Um, it's just that, yeah, like you said, there's not really a guy that can handle the ball besides Jordan Ford out there. And, I mean, uh, you also mentioned during the game that without Kata out there, there's not really that kind of presence to uh, keep the guys within the paint or even make plays within that area to wear guys out. But, yeah, I mean, hopefully Kata will be fine for um, <laughs> tomorrow's game. <laughs> we just figured that out. <laughs> 
he might get shut down. That's a real thing. Like everybody's getting shut down now. Like uh, Wimbenyama is getting shut down for the rest of the rest of the summer league. Like Amin Thompson, Scoot Henderson, they're all out. So part of me is thinking that he might be done. <laughs> like with an injury like that, it, it, especially for a big guy, like that's, do you really want to waste your time with, not waste your time, but like, do you really want to like, you know, take more risk in a summer league environment, you know? Mm, yeah. he might be one of those guys that might need to but i hope they keep him out so just so many interesting nuggets about this game if you look at like the stats the the kings outside of well they they lost the first quarter by one point and then of course they lost the second quarter by 18 points the rest of the time they, they outscored the clippers like they score 18 to 11 in the third quarter 27 to 25 it, it shows you you can't have a tough you can't have such a rough drought yeah, and it's probably one of the worst that we've seen in a while. And I mean, yeah, yeah, there was nothing going really for the king side that can uh, kind of get them out of drought. Besides that, what one three pointer, pretty much at the halfway mark already. From uh, I believe Slauson was the one that cut the drought out, but it, it was point, it was Kobe. Was it Colby? Shoot. Yeah. <laughs> I'm mistaken then. But uh yeah, but, but really by that time, can uh whatchamacallit? Uh it's already too late, pretty much. Like uh the playmaking wasn't there. I mean, we kind of resorted to um kind of like a somewhat isolish ball in a way where if one guy can't get anything going within the paint or within the perimeter, then they just pass it back out and hope the next guy uh, can create something so yeah i mean hopefully uh there would be some sort of bounce back or some sort of, i guess game plan for them uh going into the bulls game well the issue was the zone again they like they just packed the paint and kind of dared the guys to shoot a, th- a contested three and again they couldn't hit threes so well, they they started hit threes later on, but you know they, it wasn't enough, and they they did fight valiantly, like in the second half. It's just the the Clippers made some tough shots, and it killed a lot of momentum. You know, like I again, I thought the I thought the Kings were really good after that drought, um, and like they played good defense, they they forced turnovers, and they try they they got close, but it was an uphill battle, and just the, the Clippers just hit some shots, and that's kind of my summary of the game, and. You know, it's just one of those games. Hopefully, this is one of their only, like, really ugly games for the rest of the Summer League because, boy, this was not fun to watch. Yeah. Now, do you think we're going to be sitting out Kobe Jones? I don't think so. I think he's going to play probably up until, like, the last few games. And uh, just because he, he, you know, he's a rookie, he needs he needs to get more comfortable. And unless there's an injury, I would just recommend him play more, just get more experience, get more feel out there, and just get more comfortable. Hmm. Yeah, i probably prefer that as well. Okay, well, that's all I have for the game. Uh, anything else you want to quickly mention? Uh, not really, but like I said, uh, tomorrow we'll be facing the Bulls, which I also kind of forgot who they drafted. What? They, I don't think they drafted anyone. Maybe they drafted someone in the second round because their 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 pick turned into Jet Howard, and he went to uh uh-huh. he went to Orlando. So I I don't know. I wonder who's gonna be on that team. Like I, it's not. I mean, they're not gonna do Kobe White. They're not gonna do Patrick Williams. I assume. So 
we'll see. Um, I guess they're just going to roll out some guys out there. Um, by the way, back-to-backs in Summer League? What the fuck? That's stupid. Yeah. And this one, I mean, it's it's still late, a late game, 7 p.m., but... But still, just the, why are there back-to-backs in Summer League? Are you trying to get guys injured? Like, can't the NBA schedule just, like, get at, like, just, there's not that many games. Like, you can get, you can make sure there's no back-to-backs. I mean, who knows? We're not the, <laughs> I guess, Summer League uh, officials. I wonder, are we playing on Thursday? We are playing on Thursday, so... I guess we'll get Wednesday rest and hop right back on to Thursday. Yeah, four three games and four nights. That's a that's not that's not ideal, I don't think. Ben. maybe it's because well the reason well like maybe one of the reasons why they're not good at scheduling, uh, here's a transition. Maybe they're spending too much time figuring out the NBA Cup. Uh yeah, so that was announced. It is going to be a tournament. So how this works is that Basically, there's going to be a, a number, I think it's going to be basically from November to like the early December. They're still going to play regular season games, but they, they also are going to be part of what's called the NBA Cup, where the tournament starts in November, um, with where regular season games count as part of the tournament. Each team is put into one of three groups. And the teams in in said group, so there's going to be three groups for each conference. So the teams in each in each group play each other twice, twice at home, or no, play each other once, twice at home and twice on the road. I forgot the exact teams that are in our bracket. I can look it up right. I can look it up in a bit. But basically, yeah, two games at home, two mm, two games on the road for each team. And then the best records in each group advance to the tournament. I forgot how many rounds there are, but basically they're going to face off against other groups in single elimination. And uh, once they get to, I think it's the semifinals where there are four teams left, they're going to play two games in Vegas. And the final game is going to be, again, in Vegas, and it's going to be for the NBA Cup. And I believe that's going to be on December 9th. So that's kind of like a very smushed version summary of the NBA Cup. Uh, does this interest you at all? It sounds confusing in a way. Um, is this for the G-Leaguers or? This is, is this... for regular NBA. E- okay. That... So so like basically they're not going to add any more games there. There's going to be one extra game which is going to be the championship the well the cup the final the tournament final game that's going to be the only extra game that's going to be added but like basically they're just going to turn regular season games as into counting as tournament games that makes sense uh in a way but i geez so is there any benefit to winning this kind of tourney before you know, the playoffs actually start? I didn't look at it really deeply. As far as I know, it's a lot of cash prizes. For the regular season players. For the players. Which, you know, like, say say for, like, De'Aaron or Sabonis, that might not matter because they're earning hundreds of millions. But, you know, for, like, you know, say, 
for like say a guy like Jalen Slauson or like uh Keanu List, that that's gonna be substantial money. If I remember right, it's like in the hundred K or like in the millions. I forgot. It's it's a pretty decent chunk of money. Huh, that's that is interesting. So like you said, it takes um will be taking place during the regular season. Mm-hmm. Yep. And it's gonna be included in the record for the regular season. Uh yes. Hmm. There is gonna be like an all tournament team style thing at, at the end. Yeah. Huh. Um it's intriguing. I that's all I could say. Um hopefully the scheduling <laughs> will be uh, decent when it comes to uh, having back-to-back home games and back-to-back road games. So, I mean, hopefully that can get sorted out because it seems like, in my opinion, with such a short time, you said November to December? Yeah. I feel like it could get squished because there's, I mean, there, I mean, we're talking about all the teams in the NBA, uh, whatchamacallit, playing in this tourney. Yeah, it is, but at the same time, you're playing against your own conference. You only play the other conference once, and that's if you make it to the tournament or make it to the end of the tournament. It's going to be weird scheduling. Like, I guess you're only going to see West Coast teams for a while uh, during that month. So that might be a little weird, but that's, again, that's for the schedulers to kind of figure that out part out it's weird it'll probably look make a lot more sense once we actually see it you know like i remember i remember the elam ending was very confusing to me like when i was reading out the rules um for the all-star game but then you actually saw it oh and that kind of makes sense it's pretty simple so i wonder what happens to teams that like get kicked out uh, or you know lose in their own respected uh attorneys do they still get to play games uh wow the tournament's still going on i think they do but don't don't quote me on that so, so though there there are a lot of questions and uh, like apparently espn 1320 like i guess found a glitch in the matrix like let's just say like they, they i think they had a hypothetical let's just say the lakers they're not in our group but let's just say uh-huh. you play the lakers so normally you play the lakers twice at home and twice on the road Mm-hmm. let's just say for whatever reason like you play them you play them twice it you, you play them once in the tournament and like it's a home game does that count towards one of the regular season home games or does uh, that have to get like you know rescheduled like let's just say you still have two more home games against the lakers not counting this one so, so do you take away a home game later on in the season, or do you play three home games against the Lakers? Yeah, there, there's there's like weird stuff like that that I'm pretty sure will get clarified, hopefully. Or you hope that, you know, the NBA people thought this part out. But we'll see. Yeah, I'll, we'll have to see how this goes. Because, I mean, yeah, like you said, lots of questions. Um, I mean, yeah, like, especially for the teams that get um eliminated i mean i i'm gonna guess they're gonna have to face the team wait uh, the elimination yeah eliminated teams will have to face each other uh x amount of times until wait the next uh, round of teams get eliminated so uh, i guess another question is we're gonna play four games straight of the same team each bracket 
No, 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 no. You you play that game. You play each. each so here's the here's the group uh, that uh, the Kings are in. The Kings are in a group with Golden State, Minnesota, OKC, and San Antonio. You only play these games or play these teams twice. I think. Each. No, 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 no. You only play these games once. Or play these teams once. So, oh. like the the home game is that you get the Kings get two home games and two on the road. So they'll get like two home games against one of these four teams, and then two road games against one of these uh, four teams. Does that make more mm-hmm. sense? Yeah, it does. Uh, it'd probably be better in terms of travel, in my opinion. Um, besides, probably Minnesota. Uh, OKC and San Antonio for you know being uh, out of California but um, yeah I'm just hoping the scheduling would be more uh, kind of refined in terms of hopefully these guys get rest (laughs) and it won't be like a back-to-back type uh, deal okay yeah it's uh, again we'll just have to see what this is like again like explaining it listening to me talk about it reading about it is kind of confusing to me but like i think once we get visual of what it looks like i think it'd be a lot better oh yeah okay um anything else you want to talk about like uh do you want to talk about what we just read what we just found out about what um, twitter youtube is freaking out about hell no hell no once, once I saw that, I was thrown the fuck off. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, no, I do not recommend anyone with the faint of heart to watch whatever we just witnessed. I won't say the person's full name. You can just type in, you can go on Twitter or you can go on YouTube and type in the name Kevin. And, some, and there's going to be a name that pops up. And uh, yeah, watch at your own discretion. It, it, it threw me for a loop. Um, let's just say it's very surprising. And I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing. Um, you guys go figure that out. I'm not gonna. Yeah, but that's as far as we'll go. But other than that, um, yeah, that's that's all I that's all I have. Um, it, I guess if you want to. Oh, I have a, started uh, watching Last of Us again. It, it's been good. Um, it. It's just I haven't had time to watch it um, like until like recently, but Last of Us really, really good. And if you play the games, it's even better just because you have an idea what's happening. And it's cool to see like the little twit, the little the the little like differences in the show and the game. Like it's very interesting, like how how they do the narrative. I should call it. But the story is pretty much similar to the game, right? As f- so far, yes, but like they really flesh out that universe, like the Last of Us universe, kind of just like there's more character work. There's more of just you you find out about like how I guess everyday life is like in the Last of Us universe. Yeah, it's really cool what they did. Huh. Yeah, that's pretty interesting. Well, for me, I mean, Diablo, I guess. Uh, still in tier three, so. I don't know how far you went into uh, Diablo, to be honest. I'm under level 50. Like, I've, I've not had time to play it. Like, I've had to just, I, I've been busy lately. I actually uh, went to the animal shelter uh, yesterday and was was help, was help helping a friend adopt uh, adopt a pet. And uh, it, it was it was, it was was very fun to be in an adoption center. I will say, I was not used to just seeing so much dog shit. But 
you know, I'm a city boy. Grew up as a city boy, just not used to that kind of stuff. But I am thinking about volunteering at an animal shelter at some point. But definitely have to get used to scooping up dog poop. Oh, yeah. Oh, whatchamacallit. Are, are you considering adopting uh, anytime soon? Uh, Not right now, at some point. I mean, right now is not the time. Yeah, I I want to, but, you know, circumstances. I, I won't allow it to be honest oh there was some really there was some really cute dogs too there was like a really I, I don't know the breed but there was like this pretty decent sized dog that was like the most chill dog i've ever seen like i was just sitting by uh, we like me and my buddy was just sitting by the cage and we were just like we were just sitting there and it just kind of sat there with us just you know just chilling just one of the most chill dogs yeah adopt adopt if you guys can like you know a lot of these animals need homes and Really don't want them, you know, to be euthanized, basically. So, you know, there's some good there's some good dogs and good cats out there. Yeah, it's a sad fat, sad world because man, I, I bet that shelter was overfilled. Yeah, pretty much. Like although like I did go into the cat um area, like they were they were getting adopted in droves. Like there were so many that were already adopted. Uh, some of the dogs I assume like there were quite a few dogs that got adopted too. So that's actually good to see. You know? Oh, okay. So it was pretty crowded when you went, huh? Yeah, it was pretty crowded. Like just about every kennel was filled, but like there were a lot of adoption, like the adopted slips already. So that's good to see. You know, just if you if you can, do, do try to adopt. They they were waiving a lot of adoption fees, so that, I thought that was pretty dope. Oh yeah, that's dope. Okay, well that's all I have going on. Um, if you don't have anything else, um, let's uh, call an episode. Uh, this one was a quick one. Uh, hopefully you enjoyed it. Uh, we'll catch you guys back. Um, well, actually no, I think we'll continue this episode um, after the break because it's a back-to-back. It only makes sense to cover both games. So, all right, we'll see what happens at the Bulls game. Yeah, we'll see you tomorrow. Well, that was another pretty rough watch. Not because it wasn't it was a bad game or anything. It was actually a pretty exciting game for the most part. Like lots of scoring, lots of ball movement, some I would say some oh, pretty good defense by the Kings. But they just got a bit snake bit in this game. Like, you know, the the Bulls didn't miss. They were 16 of 30 from 3. That's 53% from 3. Uh they could not stop fouling. And a lot of them, I just, I don't know. Like, the Kings, without Namiya's Kate out there, like, there just isn't, like, real rim protection. Like, credit to, you know, uh, what what is it? D- Dom? Um, what's, what's this? I don't even know what his first name is. But, like, Dom, like, just is, isn't big enough to really affect guys at the rim. And then their other centers just, it, like, Jake Stevens, like, he, he couldn't get it done. And... You know, they just the perimeter players just kept fouling. The king, the Bulls kept getting to the line. They got to the line twenty four times, made to seventeen, while the Kings only made nine of eleven. Like overall, that's like overall, it was a pretty even game. But the disparity between the free throw line was kind of the difference within the game. Uh, some quick notes I have about this game. Um, I do I do apologize. I missed the first quarter and. Uh, yeah, your boy was a bit tired as well because uh, I fell asleep during the second quarter, and it wasn't because the game wasn't exciting. I just, I just needed some shut eye for about a t- ten minutes, and by the time I woke up, it was halftime. But in the second half, uh, the Kings 
now it doesn't really show in the box score but they really struggled to rebound in the second in, in the third quarter like they were playing i thought pretty good defense again despite looking if you just look at the stat line like how like they, the other team shot 52 53% of, uh, from the field and, well, 52.9% and then 53% from the field. I thought they played pretty good defense, but they could not secure the rebound. And it would just basically lead to a putback or some sort of score, like the ball would move around. And just a trend with the Kings um, in Summer League, I don't know if this is just, like, bad luck or not, but, like, they just, they could not buy a buck. They could not, like, stop any three from the left corner. Like even when they defended well, they just it would just score the the other team would just score from that left corner. Like I just count so many times where I thought the I thought the three was contested well. You know they close out hand in the face and the guy just knocks it down like it's nothing. It's just I don't know. It just it just is what it is. Uh, ultimately, I thought I thought the Kings like they could have been better, um, but. You know, I thought they, I honestly thought they played pretty well, but like they just couldn't secure the rebound and it really came back to bite them. Despite all that, though, they made a huge comeback in the in the third quarter, forcing a lot of turnovers, you know, upping the pace by playing some, again, playing some good defense, like whenever they could secure the rebound, like they pushed it, they got some fast break points and they started hitting threes. They went from down double digits to, you know, taking a two-point lead going into the fourth. But unfortunately, starting in the fourth, the Kings would just, again, just kind of get into a shootout. And they would get state-bitten by some threes. And, you know, like after just trading baskets for, a you know, a few minutes, they, they blinked. And the Bulls just never missed from then on. They just, either they would get a three or they would draw a foul. And that's kind of just how they lost. Again... A really another really just a, a prettier game, but it still sucks that the Kings lost. Uh, the main problem I see is that they just don't have a secondary like closeout attacker um, or like a secondary ball handler in particular. Like they don't have a they, they just don't have a guy that can really like effectively put it on the ground. Like they can maybe have Kobe Jones, but Kobe really isn't there in terms of a ball handler. Keon's not there um uh who else who else would be like kessler what is, isn't really there either and your only real guy that can actually like uh, you know dribble the ball is jordan ford and one guy is just not enough and that's basically the main issue and yeah let, let's kind of talk about some of the players um jordan ford was really good um he did you know he kind of i think he just kind of gassed out towards the end like he's he was really good really good but like he couldn't make, he couldn't really make a shot uh later on just had some bad luck on some on some plays um he he's he's gonna he's gonna probably make a run for the final two-way spot or if not i don't think it'll happen like a main roster spot straight up you know just as a third point guard he, he's been really good although like even him like i don't love his handle all that much like he's the he's the king's only real attacker again off the kind of off the dribble but like he doesn't have a great handle and i don't really know what i don't know if he can actually survive against um you know nba level defenders but you won't we won't know until he try until like he's up against those guys and let's not forget he does he does he does commit the biggest sin in owen's playbook he is small so like he he'll have to be like just about perfect to be able to stick in on the main roster so but 
overall, he's just he was really good. He scored 25 points, just was was the Kings' best player out there. Um, Kessler Edwards was a bit of a mess. Like it shows he's four for eight and one for four from three. He he just had some really bad plays, like four turnovers, like the ball, he just lost the ball on multiple occasions, and like threw the ball to the other team. And then the main thing with him, he smoked two layups that were just very, very frustrating. Where, you know, where I have I have noticed like guys do miss him on the cut, but like the, the few times that they did hit him like on the back door. Um, he would just, I, he, well, on one play, he dropped the ball, like in a crucial moment. Granted, the game was probably over, but like, you know, you cut the lead from nine to seven, like, you know, you, you might have a chance, but he ends up like dropping the ball out of bounds. And then on, I believe the next play or the next the, or two more plays later, he gets the ball again and just smokes a layup. Like he, he's been just a bit of a mess. It's tough for a guy like him where he's not really that one-on-one like score. He's he's a role player. Like he's a guy out there to play defense and he was good on the defensive end. You can tell like guys do struggle to score against him. Like he is a he is a legit like he is a legit really really good defender at the NBA level. So it makes sense that he's really good on this end on at summer league, but he's not your off the dribble type guy. He's not a guy that's going to iso out, out top and you know, you know, beat his man off the dribble. Like, so it's tough for him to really be able to play well in this situation, but you would love to, you would like to see just, you know, an NBA rotation player be able to dominate essentially in these kinds of situations, but it's not happening right now, but maybe he'll have a bounce back game. I believe this game does take them out of the playoffs. So, you know, I guess for better, for worse, they won't be here from, they won't be here for much longer and they can just go home and just, you know, rest up and just, you know, uh, do some off-season off work. Uh, Kobe Jones, I thought, was pretty good. Like, it, the box score didn't show it, but he was aggressive. And he did have seven assists, so 5.7 assists, so really good for him. Um, he He's like he's just an active player. Um, he, he, like, no matter what, he, he'll always kind of bring it. Like, he'll always be very consistent on defensive end, and he is a real pest out there. And... Like you talk about, like you know, earning a earning a spot on the main roster. He's got a spot on the main roster, and he's he's gonna be probably a rotation player on in a lot of games. Like he might not play every game, but there are gonna be games where they where they just need kind of a kind of just a two like a a def, just a, a disruptor out there, and just out there to kind of just cause some havoc. And he he, he would fit that bill. Okay, um, Keon Ellis I thought was pretty good. Um, just. The box score does show like he only missed two shots, but there were moments where he had some really bad moments, like just turning the ball over and not really um, just like he, he again, like the the Kings just don't have like a real like a real, you know, off the dribble guy other than Jor- Jordan and Keon not being able to dribble is tough, but he was effective while he was out there. And I do love his defense. He is long. He is active, but, you know, he. He's more of a because because he's a perimeter defender. You need the rest of your defense to be top notch, and it just wasn't there tonight. So, his his he had a good box score night, but like his effectiveness, I it was it was hit or miss for him. Uh, and you know, despite shooting seven for nine and three for five from three, um, uh, another guy I want to talk about, uh, Jalen Slauson. He, like he still is very confusing to me, but he did have some very good moments. He is a he is a technical foul magnet. It's somehow like the, he got a technical foul where basically he 
clearly fouls a guy on a rebound, but he felt that he didn't foul him and kind of just stomps the ground in a kind of a little bit of a temper tantrum. I honestly thought it shouldn't have been a technical foul, but he does need to, you know, he does need to calm his emotions a little bit. He did have a nasty chase down block, like, and which was originally called a foul, but then it was uh, overturned and just beautiful play. Show, shows you kind of like a little bit of a flash of just his defensive ceiling, just a, a playmaker out there. And, you know, last guy I want to talk about, Dom, 7 for 12, 5 for 9 from 3. I don't think he'll ever get a spot, like, on the main roster. He probably just isn't good enough. But, like, man, this dude can shoot. And he's and he's pretty big, too. So, you know, like, good good for him. He, he had a great moment. Maybe he gets a chance with another team. Like, he... He he can ball, so hope hopefully he he gets something. So um, ultimately, it was just a it, it was just the game where it was a shootout and the Kings kind of lost that shootout. But the the difference was in the free throws; like they just could not get to the line. Again, they don't they just don't have the firepower to really be able to, I guess, like challenge guys at the rim. Like again, Jordan Ford is their only guy that can really. Dr- you know, like attack the rim and put the ball and actually dribble. So it's tough. It's, a, it's another kind of rough watch just because the Kings lost, but it is what it is. Summer league basketball is like, it It does make you kind of, it does make you, I guess, cherish uh, just how good the NBA main roster players are. Like, you know, they literally just need one more guy to be able to, you know, just dribble the ball and attack a closeout. And like, they would be gravy, but they just don't they just don't have that at the summer league level. So this is kind of just what you got, you know. But I am invested in just watching the development of guys like uh Keon Ellis, Kobe Jones, and Kessler Edwards, guys that will most likely be on the main roster. Um, but you know, it's nice to see guys like Jordan Ford, like he, you know, have have like multiple moments, and then a guy like uh Dom like get, get his uh, get his moment. So it was nice to see. Unfortunately, is another loss. So you know, uh, that probably takes them out of the playoff race in the summer league. So they probably won't be winning the championship again this this uh, summer league. It is what it is. But, you know, like, I guess just on to the next one. They will be facing the Timberwolves on Friday. So, well, I guess I'll be looking forward to that. Yeah. Or no, Thursday. Thursday. Is it Thursday? Let's see. Yeah, Thursday. So, yeah, we'll be, we'll be looking forward to that. Hopefully Fong is uh, with me. And that actually would be their last game. Wow. So I'm really, really into quick shit. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so I guess we get to see Leonard Miller. Leonard Miller, I've been hearing a lot of great things about. So kind of looking forward to that. Well, let's see, let's see what, make, uh, what comes of it. Okay. Well, that's all I have for uh, this episode. Just so, yeah, um, basically just you heard, you heard me, uh, me and Fong cover the first uh, game and then this game. So. Yeah, um, I guess we'll just do one more episode about summer league, and then we'll have we'll be officially, I guess, in the off season where we're gonna be trying our best to come up with some really creative ideas for episodes. So stay tuned for that. Um, yeah, one one more summer league game, and probably we'll be posting an episode um, Thursday night after the game. So stay tuned for that. Until then, uh, I'll you know just stay just stay tuned. Uh, thank you guys for listening and. Hopefully, we'll be catching. Me and Fong will be catching on the next episode. There's no guarantees, but one thing that is guaranteed, I will uh, be. I will be coming out with an episode for sure. So, thank you guys for listening. I'll catch you guys on the next one.